What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello there, and welcome back to One Leg at a Time, brought to you from the good old lads at Pride of Detroit. This is our gambling podcast for idiots by idiots on the gambling. We are the squares that somehow just uh, roll in the good luck sometimes, maybe. I don't know. My man Ryan Matthews does. The rock god himself at Ryan underscore POD, the artist formerly known as Bovada King 69 now gone legitimate and still rolling in tickets. I'm Christopher Fett, the adequate host in a state with no legalized gambling still. So I'm just doing this for fun. And we're going to roll along because I think Ryan is helping me get over my fear of uh, putting down money and just winning the big bucks. Well, Chris, thank you for the uh, incredible introduction. Beyond that, I think what we need to talk about first is our successes of week one. Talk about fun. Talk about rolling in the tickets. We've been rolling in on week one. This is not us trying to give you gambling advice. This is us just giving you a window into. There's a lot of other podcasts out, gambling podcasts out there. It's like, oh, we're going to make you money. We're going to make you money. No, 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 no. You know what you're doing? We're getting a window into our degenerate minds. And our degenerate minds, however, brought us in a good bit of money. So we had, I believe, we had eight bets plus a two, a, a, par, a two-way parlay on a single game, which we are now deciding to call the Daily Double. And we are now six and three from that first week, including that daily double that hit. So I don't know if that counts double for us. It probably does. So if you look at it right, Ryan, that's actually seven and three or six and three, however you want to split it up. But we hit on we had two bets on the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game. Both hit. We had two bets on the Detroit and San Francisco game. Both hit. We had Denver on the money line. We had the daily double was Rams and Rams on the money line and then over 46 and a half. And then the two, then the three misses were, you know, look, our Minnesota Cincinnati bets kind of went the wrong way in overtime. And uh, I don't think any of us were expecting Ryan Fitzpatrick to get carted off in the Washington game. Yeah, a, a, a bit of bad luck with with both those bets and specifically the Washington game, I I think. And then now that we have Thursday night in the rearview mirror, the NFC East is just uh, a division that everybody needs to stop romanticizing because it's uh, it's not pretty. It's not it's it's not it's not it's not it. It's just not it. Like, let's not talk about the NFC East all that much on this podcast, Chris. Well, I did have one written down, you know. Oh, that one we can <laughs> bet on that one. That we can one, bet that on. Way, we can still bet on them. But I agree is that if you're if you're doing like win totals for this division, I'm not. If you're, if you're looking at this division and thinking like, yeah, this looks like a decent division, some bounce back. No, 
this is still bad. This is still really bad. Yeah, and that I, was an awful football game last night, which, by the way, for our Lions fans, uh, what what's the point of Kenny Galladay on that on that Giants roster? Uh, apparently, people didn't know that Kenny Galladay can't get separation or that's not how he <laughs> wins, because everybody in, in New York and the uh, the tri-state area, I think, is is wondering why Kenny Galladay can't gain separation. And it's because he can't athletically. Um, but, you know, the, one of my favorite tweets of the week was Daniel Jones reminds them of. Aaron Brooks. I like I like the idea of Daniel Jones being the white Aaron Brooks carrying on that <laughs> legacy of a guy who has some talent with his legs, but his arm is just missing something. If I started the year by telling you that Daniel Jones is going to do almost, you know, uh, going to do one and a half times whatever number rushing number Saquon Barkley was going to put up in a game, would you believe me? You know, we talked about that on the podcast, actually. We talked about Denver and the Giants. We talked about how when, when it came to Saquon Barkley, that things were going to be kind of he was going to be on a pitch count, so to speak. Right. Because he's coming back from that yeah. ACL injury. It seemed like it was kind of quick. It seemed like it, you know, and then, you know, a, a quick turnaround to play from Sunday to Thursday. I, I probably would have still called you crazy, Chris. Yeah, I mean, that was more in that we don't expect a Daniel Jones to run. And he even had one that looked like last year, except he didn't trip up, but it was called back on that holding call. So he had a touchdown knocked off the board, too. Like, Daniel Jones got legs. We're doing, we exactly, we're doing exactly what I didn't want to do. We're talking about the NFC East, Chris. Yeah, but listen, I don't <laughs> think we call him Danny Dimes anymore. I think we call him uh, Danny, uh, Danny DoorDash. <laughs> anyway let's get off the nfc east for a little bit we are rebounding that because we've got one game on the board we will go back to the nfc east as much as i don't want to but um listen matthew stafford made us rich last week with the daily double and for all those people doubting him and once again people are screeching out here doubting him this week i think people are uh already trying to line up the old the old it's old Detroit guys, too. It's old guys who used to be in Detroit radio who are now doing national radio who are now screeching about Matthew Stafford. You shouldn't listen to that. Stafford's great. And we're going to tell you why he's great, because they're going on the road against my other favorite team and your new Hard Knocks in-season hosts, the Indianapolis Colts. Rams are a road favorite in minus three and a half. And Ryan, I cannot smash the, the Rams side of this game fast enough. I yeah, am betting it, not only with my head, but with my heart. And that's a good place to be, you know, uh, for for and, and the, the road favorite is going to be a theme that you're going to notice that emerges from this from the show. But I mean, even even if you're interested in going money line in this game at minus one ninety four, ninety five percent of the cash, seventy nine percent of the tickets are on the ramps. And that three and a half doesn't scare me. It, it it doesn't it doesn't terrify me. It doesn't instill any fear whatsoever, because I think this is a Rams team that just can put up points. And, you know, we, we saw what Seattle was able to do. They had a, a couple of big plays uh, in their in their week one matchup against the against the Colts, I should say. And, you know, Russell Wilson hooking up with Tyler Lockett. I mean, I, I, I see some I see some Matthew Stafford hooking up with Cooper Cup for some big plays. And I, I really like the Rams minus three and a half on the road against the Colts. 
Yeah, I, I see. There's a lot of similarities, I feel like, between that Seattle performance in week one. We saw out of what we saw out of the Rams in week one as well, that they're going to test that Colts secondary and just find them wanting. And I think for Colts fans, you're going to learn very quickly why it was probably a mistake to not give up first round picks, but to instead take Carson Wentz, who is. Uh, hmm. Look, listen, I work with an Eagles fan who is very happy watching the fall of Carson Wentz right now. So I I can't say add anything else other than that. Like, I am not I was never a believer in the Colts this season. I'm still not a believer in them, regardless of who they have as their quarterback. And uh, I don't I'm I'm more than happy to take this. The only thing that really bothers me a bit is I hate hooks. I hate hooks on field goal. I hate three and a half as a number. But I feel like from where I'm projecting this, the Rams aren't going to need just a field goal to beat the Colts. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. All right. Next game on there. You said the theme of the day is road favorites. And we've got another one. We're going to one who just, we just bet on these guys. We're also going back to the well on a few teams, but that's all right. You know, early in the season, you want to bet on who, you know, best. Is that right, Ryan? Like, as you say, like you, you know, you know what some teams are. You know, you don't know what some other teams are. We know yeah. who the forty nine. I know. I think I know who the forty niners are. I think I know who the forty niners are too. They were a team that was up by about twenty four points with just a few minutes left against the Detroit Lions. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to get cute again like that. I, I don't think so either. And you know, for for whatever you want to make about Raheem Mostert, you know, going on IR. And their running game kind of up and up in flux. Let, let me tell you this, Chris. In week one, you had one, two, three, four, five running backs that eclipsed 100 rushing yards. One of them was Elijah Mitchell at 104 yards. I think that the 49ers can, <clears throat> I think that they can take advantage of the Eagles on the ground. And again, you know, at a three point, favorite i think the 49ers are going to go a little bit more trey lance heavy than we saw in week one i i I think that with with what they had with garoppolo i think that they're going to continue to integrate more and more trey lance and i I, i'm a big fan of the 49ers minus three i mean yeah that's the line 49ers at at um at eagles minus three so it is once again second week in a row ryan where the 49ers are going west to east but we Mm -hmm. still like them all the same yeah yep yeah i i'm i'm just i'm just interested in fading the eagles i I think the eagles week one their performance against the falcons fugazi yeah Mm -hmm. that that's the best way to describe it. The Falcons are a really bad team, but I don't think the Eagles are 32 points against any other team out there. Like just, that just doesn't seem like that it's probable. Yeah. And I I think that there's some similarities between what the Eagles did last week and what the lions did last week against the 49ers. You look at Jalen hurts, his average depth of target was 3.6 yards. So, I mean, that wasn't successful for the most part against the 49ers. It's last just week. that the, it's just that the Falcons are bad up front. Yeah. So I, you know what? I, I, I see this as a game where I'm totally cool with taking another, another road favorite in, in the 49ers over the Eagles. 
Well, we've got one more favorite for you, and it's not a road favorite, but I want to go to the Arizona Cardinals game, who are hosting someone who burned us last week. This is a bit of a revenge pick. Uh, They're hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this is at 4 p.m. Eastern. I mean, that's that'd be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's uh it's Kirk Cousins out of his comfort window. Arizona is laying three and a half points at home. And I don't know, man. I just watched Arizona do some remarkable shit. I'll swear on my own podcast. I saw them do some remarkable shit against the Titans. And I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to give you all that, but the Minnesota is n- defense is not good. And I don't think that their that their offense is really good enough either to keep up with Arizona if they want to go to the races. So I like I like minus three and a half a lot for Arizona. I, I do, too. Like, I, I think I like Arizona, e- even if this line keeps moving, because um, I could definitely see with the way that the money's coming in on on the Cardinals. I can see this line ballooning up to like four, four and a half. Now, that's a great lesson, because we had last week we had uh 49ers minus seven and a half. So we locked it in at that. And I guess it was even at minus seven earlier than that. But around game time, the line was minus nine. Yeah. So you want, if you like a team, you want to side, you got to get it in early because minus nine is a bad beat. Minus seven and a half hits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, the razor's edge that you're that you're living on point uh, value, when it comes baby. to betting oh yeah absolutely I, i'm with you chris um like i said i i like the cardinals uh after watching them after watching them smack the titans in the forehead like they did in week one i mean 38 to 13 and it wasn't even just offense right like chandler jones five sacks in week one and you're talking about a matchup with left tackle rashad hill who isn't very great himself. So, I mean, I, I could see I could see the Cardinals defense posing big problems for a Vikings offense that didn't look very great in week one. Yeah, didn't look great. And I don't think we were expecting great things out of them anytime soon. One more before we go to break and we'll get a bunch of our uh, fun bets on the other side, including the Lions bet that we have. But um, I promise we'd go back to the <laughs> NFC East. Um, there's a few crazy totals this week, Ryan. Um, we had some pretty low totals and I think we, we kind of set a a realistic goal on week one where it's like, okay, we're going to take unders on anything higher than 47. We're gonna take overs if we're 45 or below, um, this week, like, okay, I get it. Kansas city at Ravens 54 and a half total. That makes sense. Titans at Seahawks, 54. I, I, I like the under in that game, but um, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that game in the Daily Double, I guess. I probably just reveal. I tip my hand there. I'm an idiot. Um, hey, this isn't a poker podcast. Yeah, yeah. Falcons at Buccaneers <laughs> is a 54-point total, which, I mean, you're, you're just expecting the Buccaneers to run a boat race on them. But Cowboys at Chargers, 55 points. Ryan, has there been anything from either of these teams that make you think this is good for a 55 point total? This feels like a little bit of an overreaction to Dallas's week one matchup against Tampa Bay on Thursday. Does it not? It it, it seems as though. This line up, you know, at 55, it just seems 
way too large, especially for, uh, you know, the Chargers. Yes, they're going to want to, you know, make some big plays with Justin Herbert. And I I could see a bad Dallas defense giving up some points to a Chargers team in a hurry and maybe Dallas having to come back. But 55 points is an awful lot. And that's an awful lot of offense you're counting on. And it's not like the Chargers exactly went off against Washington last week either. They only had like 16 points. Now, obviously, they'll get to, you know, host Dallas at home, but I don't see the Chargers as this. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically asking what about 20, 23 points out of both of these teams? Yeah, I I mean, and that sounds about right. And there's the under right there. Yeah. No, I. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I meant I meant 28 to hit the over, but yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Well, but okay, I just so- but that, that's 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 all I'm saying is like it's still that that doesn't sound like much in the modern NFL, but for like a competitive matchup, I think Dallas will probably hold the Chargers to probably around I don't know 20 or so. So I just I just like the under on this one. Yeah, I, I like I like the under on there won't be eight touchdowns in the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, too. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got um, the Daily Double. We're going to, because this is a Lions podcast feed, we need to talk about the Lions. And then we have a new style of bet that we're we're unveiling at the end. I think we've hit all our standard bets. So when we come back, we're going to have fun side. This is one leg at a time on the Pride of Detroit PODcast. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. One leg at a time continues on the Pride of Detroit POD cast feed. Um, you'll notice we're not doing as many bets this week, but we don't have to. I think when we set out to do this podcast, Ryan, we decided we're not going to be limited. We're not going to give you X number of games each week. We played we played eight bets plus a plus a day, daily double last week which was a lot for week one. This week, we're taking a bit of a step back. We've bet we've bet uh, we have bet what four so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the overall point is just, we're not beholden to anything. This is no. our podcast. It's one leg at a time, not one leg at a time, six legs at a time. But that's also, that's also good advice too. If, the, if there's just not a lot of stuff on the board that you like lay off, they'll be there next week. Oh yeah. And and the week after that, and the and week, week after, after that. that, it's always games to, to bet on. Um. Anyway, so let's start. Do you want to start in the Lions game or do you want to start in the Daily Double? Let's start with the Lions game. OK, so the Lions are hosting Monday. No, they're going on the road. Excuse me. Lambeau Field, Lamborghini Field, Monday Night Football. Yeah. And 
I don't want to talk about the spread. It's it's Green Bay minus 11 and a half. We can talk about the spread, but we're telling you right now we're not betting on the spread. We're not betting on the spread. I'm intrigued by the spread. I, I think even, you know, the, the news with Zadarius Smith going to IR for the Green Bay Packers. I, I think a lot of people are interested in the Packers in this one. Um because everyone's everyone's spread. expecting everyone's expecting the bounce back game. Everyone's yeah. expecting pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's expecting a really pissed off Packers team at home. Um, and I think that's where this 11 and a half line is coming from, is that it's like, hey, they just got embarrassed by the Saints, but nobody's selling on. I, I saw some people starting to try to sell on uh, certain assets on certain teams after week one in fantasy. And you should not do that. You really shouldn't, especially if you're talking about anyone from the Packers. It was a bad yeah. game, but that's a good Saint. That's a decent Saints defense. Yeah. So, and so there are going to be some things that you're going to have week one overreactions to. This is what I don't think is an overreaction. I like the over in this game. You like the over. I, I kind of do, too. Explain, yeah. And explain yourself, though. So, so this is the part where it's not an overreaction. I don't think either of these defenses are good. I think I think the Lions defense is is obviously bad. Um, I don't think that they're going to be up to the same task as as the Saints were a week ago against the Packers. So I think the Packers are they're going to score some points. I think the Lions are going to score some points because this Packers defense, it's it's riding on some it's it's riding on some thin hairs, man. I mean, as, as far as their secondary goes, there isn't much there beyond Jair Alexander. You lose the Darius Smith. Sure, you're going to get some more Rashawn Gary, but I think I like the Lions offense in this one because they're they're going to be able to run the ball. It looks like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are both going to be healthy. And I know running the ball isn't a recipe for the over, but with the over being at 48, I don't think it takes much math to to hit that over in this one with with the way that both these defenses are trending. Yeah, I think that's about right. I'm not I, I'm this. This seems like a game where it's just going to be sloppy out there for the defenses and for the Lions. I, I think they do want to lean on that run. You know, it's it's it's. It's kind of funny to think about, but they looked competent against the 49ers out there. I think it looked competent against the Packers. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, talking about a Saints team that really ran it up against uh against green bay i think it was it was something like man they had it was like over give me one second yeah no i think i have it right here i believe it was over about the the uh, saints had about 170 yards rushing in that yeah on on 39 attempts so it was something where it was just 4.4 yards average yeah 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 so i don't know man i I think that this is a game. You look at the spread too, right? You look at the spread and mm-hmm. you say, well, it's 11 and a half. Under only being at 48. I like the yeah. over. Yeah, it's a bit high in the 40s, but I still like the over here, especially for all the things we've said. So I think we've covered the Lions in depth. Now it's time for Daily Double. I don't have the sound effect from uh, Jeopardy. I think we'd get sued. Probably. That's why I can't use music for our new bet that's coming up after that. But Daily Double, we are casting our eyes onto Seattle. Titans going up to play the Seahawks. This is a Seahawks are a minus six and a half point favorite at home. As I said before, Seahawks were the only team that wasn't the surprise. 
in week one. They played competently. They played competently, especially going west to east. Now the Titans are going east to west after getting uh, beat down a little bit. And I, I just realized we are betting nearly every team in the NFC West this week. The NFC West did well in week one. The NFC North did not do so well in week one. That's true. Yeah. Um, so this is our daily double, Chris. We're, we're, we're interested in throwing away the spread, right? We're interesting in, in throwing away the six and a half. Let's take Seattle to win on the money line at home. And let's take the under. Yep, this is one of those ex- expressed unders that I told you about 54 and a half on DraftKings. So let's get this straight, though, because money line, it's not great value. It's I believe Seahawks are minus 286, but you punch this up in a parlay calculator. You've got about what? What would you say is the payout on this? I, I think I had it at um, actually you can find it at DraftKings right now where it's uh, Seahawks on the money line and then take the under at 54 and a half. So you get that extra little hook and mm-hmm. it turns out to be plus 170. Yeah. So that gets us uh, that that gets us basically even money. Yeah. A little a little like little, little sprinkle on top, too. So I, I like the odds at plus 170. I like the Seahawks. I think maybe the Titans might bounce back. But these are these are two teams that I think are are are, are ground game. You know what I mean? Like. Seahawks, they're going to want to run it with Chris Carson, especially at home. Titans, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. I know they have A.J. Brown. He's banged up a little bit, though, and and they have Julio Jones. But I, I could I could see this easily. Uh, of any of the games that are in the 50s, this is a game I feel probably the most confident in in, in taking the under. Um, beyond, you know, our, our earlier bet with, with Dallas and, and the Chargers. But I, I feel really confident about the under in this one. Yeah, I even I when we were talking about this game, I almost wanted to take Seattle minus the points of laying the points. But um, I think we decided to turn this into the daily double. I just think this is a good spot for Seattle, especially since that they're going to be playing at home and it's going to be a competitive division and everything. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I like it. All right. Time for a new bet. So I need to keep drinking this water here a little bit. But should we explain this one a little bit, Ryan? It's fun. It's fun. Do we want this to count against our total? Because this is probably one each week that might get us in trouble each week. I feel like because it's our podcast, we can just segment this, right? So like this is just a side bet. We'll keep a side tally for what Chris is about to bring to the table. You don't freaking keep me on the side. You know that? You know, you freaking know that already. Listen, listen, you don't tell your cousin Tony to keep you on the side. This is Bronx bets. You understand here? We're, We're going balls to the fucking wall over here man you know i'm i'm really pissed off about the the new york yankees right now i'm really you know bronx bombers are really putting me on edge i don't know what to say ryan you know you bring me out here and you want me to talk about football right now it's about it's about freaking ring season over here but you know what we got to go up to the bronx because this is where all the good stuff is and apparently chris does a stupid accent on fox sports radio on the weekends boom so we're gonna keep doing it you know this is the whole marinara sub this is the whole marinara. This is this here. is we're Sunday gravy. No, no, no. You, marinara. What? What the fuck is marinara? We call it Sunday gravy over here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we're not even going to New York, Chris. We're going to New Jersey. The Bronx, freaking <laughs> Bronx. That's what I said. You not listen to Bronx is not New Jersey. All right. What those guys do over in Newark with their mushroom pies or whatever. That's that Trenton. Like those people. Those are freaks. I don't. I don't. We don't get down with them. 
You have to be in the Big Apple to get the classic slice. That's what I've been saying all along to you. But you don't listen to me. You don't listen to your auntie. You don't listen to your cousin, Tony. But you know what? You got to bring me in here because we're going to give you the Bronx bet. And that's right. New England is hosting the New York Jets. I'm not a Jets fan. Fuck the Jets. For freaking losers over here. It's like for Mets fans, but for football. So I don't like them. Don't care for them. I don't care what Zach Wilson's going to do for this. They just let Mackie Becton or however you say his freaking name over here. So we're taking New England minus six on the road. Screw yous and your, your road favorites or whatever. New England's coming back. The old Death Star himself has doesn't lose a lot of back-to-back games, except for last year. Don't count because of the COVID, the coronavirus, whatever. But we're taking New England. We're taking Mac Jones. You walk for him. Bingo, bang, boom, put that bet in there. New England minus six. I think we're done. Shut the fuck up. Well, no, we're not done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I'm good with that. You're going to have to get involved at some point here. I know. I know. I, I, was, I, I was giving the floor to you. Uh, that's Bronx bets, everyone. I think that's it for one leg at a time. Shall we uh, recap the bets real quick? So yeah. I, have, I have, we are taking Rams minus three and a half on the road at the Colts. San Francisco minus three. At Philadelphia on the road again, but two road favorites that we both really like, both east to west. This could be a recipe for disaster, but we don't care because mm-hmm. the east sucks and wet, left coast, best coast. Uh, we are taking Arizona because we're not done with the NFC West here. <laughs> did wait? Did we yeah, we we are taking all NFC. This is the all NFC West bets podcast. So yeah, Arizona minus three and a half hosting Minnesota. We are taking. Uh, the under in the Dallas and Chargers game. Daily Double has the last bit of the NFC West. Seattle on the money line plus the under 54 and a half to break you on even money for us. Lion bet. We're t- we always bet the Detroit Lions over 48 points in this game. We feel like there's going to be a lot of ground and pound. There's going to be a lot of kind of iffy defense. Plenty of chances for points to get put on the board. And then finally for your Bronx bet, New England minus six, which I don't know if it's going to count. We'll, we'll count it if it wins. If it, it doesn't, we'll throw it to the ether. We're counting on the NFC West to all improve to 2-0. and I love it. Let's do it. Let's get nuts. You know what? But don't get too nuts. Don't get so nuts that you're going to put $300,000 on the Cincinnati Bengals plus three against the Bears like yeah. somebody from Caesar Sportsbook did. Can I tell you my conspiracy before we get out of here? I have a conspiracy theory on this. I got my tinfoil hat on. I yeah, your 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 very famous tinfoil hat. I feel like the books every now and then they pull out some of their own money and give it to and like set up one of these betters to put these six digit bets out there just to really titillate people. Like I'm sure whoever put down this six digit bet on the Bengals on the Bengals of all people, not not even a good line Bengals plus three. They're 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 putting down that kind of money just to titillate you to bet a little bit harder. I mean, on the spread now, the the Bengals have 76 percent of the cash. Because of this bet, I yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't love it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, I don't know who this person is. They're either a very they're either someone who's a very big Bengals fan. They're very confident of themselves. They might be right. But for the return on investment, that's not a good bet. But yeah, you know, hey, the, it's, their, it's your money. The, and like you said, Chris, they might also be uh, it might be the books. It might be the books money. 
supposed to but come back know, to the book either way. But you know what? It's your money. Spend it responsibly. Make good bets this week. Bet on what you like. Don't bet on what you don't like. It's my money and I want it now. We've stolen we, plenty of taglines. Are we sponsored by JG Wentworth? No, shut up. We're not even supposed to mention the name. <laughs> Damn it. Goodbye, everyone. This is One Leg at a Time. We'll see you for the Lions post game. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.